0: Hey Kevin, before we get started, before you hit that uh, rock and theme song, uh, ho- can you just listen for a second? Can you? You're not hearing my stomach growl, are you? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> your own- I'm hungry.
1: If you've never watched a Rams game in your life before, and you don't know what a fourth down is or how a team scores, you don't have to be an expert for enjoyment to occur. If you need a team to root for, that's what we're here for. It's not a car. It's not a bus with us. Welcome to the bandwagon. He's Larry and I'm Kevin. Welcome to the bandwagon. Go Rams, go now, come on in, all aboard. We have a very hungry Larry Morgan. (laughs) I, hungry, I just hungry, Larry. You know what? Here's what I'm going to admit right now: is it's you know we we obviously re- record this usually about a day or two before the episode That's, releases. Yeah, I know. Not,
0: magic of live as people listen to it. You don't think that they already <laughs> get the concept of how
1: podcasts work, Kevin? Let me explain what a podcast is. Let me let me <laughs> let me start with let's start from the very beginning here on Welcome and and Welcome to the Bandwagon. By the way, this yes. is Welcome to the Bandwagon. The The Rams. The
0: theme song just repeated over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. If you didn't already know, you know what? I have a feeling people fast forward through the theme song by now. Maybe I don't know. Am I, am I being too too self-deprecating on myself? That is what they show up The theme song
0: is the best part of our podcast. It might be the only part people listen to.
1: Maybe we should, you know, our average episode length, 25 minutes or so. Maybe it should just be 25 minutes on loop of, uh, of the, of the song. Maybe. Is that what the people are here for? Now I'm, now I'm pushing it. Well, what I was I was gonna say it's it's one o'clock in the afternoon, Larry. I just ate my breakfast. I just ate. Yeah, but yeah. you've probably been up for like nine hours. You're, I know you're an early riser. And I ate uh, what little I had for
0: breakfast. I ate around six a.m. So yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, this was a terrible. Uh, this is terrible scheduling, uh, yes. frankly. At least for my dietary uh, needs, yeah. but it's okay because the thing is, we've got. Um, if he shows up, if, if he if he's not listening already and completely you know, bailed out, uh, we've got a special guest who I think is it's pretty exciting because it's always cool when we can bring somebody on who actually knows much more about the sport of football than we do. Now, having said that, we are. We we are fans, you know, we make that very clear. We we don't try and hide the fact that we are not super smart when it comes to football X's and O's and, and stats and things like that. But yes. we're big fans of the L.A. Rams and we have jumped on that bandwagon since they came back to town. We're, we've been hanging on for dear life through the raucous ride that was la- I'm pretty sure that was just a, a bad dream. Uh, It was a bad dream last
1: season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was, or just a a big hit of nitrous oxide, and just uh, we're coming out (laughs) of it. It It's like, whoa, what was that? Um, (laughs) So it's always great when we have somebody who actually might know what they're talking about
1: yeah Um, we'll be
0: introducing him and he is here
1: he's heard about he's heard exactly how dumb we are now so this is he's he he just he just popped on and we'll bring him on as a as a a short intro for him this is a man who's who spent um thanks for the heads up that
0: he was listening kevin by the way thanks so much
1: I was just going to wait for you to talk about your stomach growling more. Um, no,
0: good thing I didn't rip him a new one, and then you go, "Oh, oh he's listening right now." Well, now he's hey, on Ross. with
1: us. This is our Odyssey NFL Insider, Ross Tucker. Ross, thanks for being on with us. Thank you for uh, thank you for making the time.
2: Yeah, you know what? It's my pleasure. And very few times do I go on a podcast or a show. Where the one guy has a mustache, I'm not sure whether or not it's real while his dog while his dog is in the background
1: uh, there's actually there's actually two dogs back there, Ross. Let's get the facts straight well, yeah. while
2: the other guy is talking about uh, a hit of nitrous oxide, yeah, yeah and 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 what that's like, which I've never done by the way. so <laughs> i I don't really know what I got into here or what I agreed to, but let's let's do it. I, I think we
1: I, I think we just got our tag. I think we got everything we need right there. That's yeah. that's it. thanks there's Ross, pull, for coming there's on. There's our
0: pull quote. Absolutely. <laughs> that's the clip. Ross, what you've gotten into here is a uh, podcast with a couple of guys who did not have an affiliation in the NFL for some time until we got our Rams back in Los Angeles. So we, from a certain standpoint, we jumped on the bandwagon of, hey, we're going to be part of this new shiny object that is back in town. And so we went through some ups and downs. We uh, went to a couple of Super Bowls, won one, and then went through last year. So we created this podcast post-Super Bowl win with the idea that other people are going to want to jump on, on and join us as as newfound fans of the Los Angeles Rams, and then we had last year. Now, uh, so what we make clear in this podcast is is uh, we're real good at, at fanning. We are we are not real good at footballing. So that's yes. why we've turned to you, somebody who's not only played the game, but is an analyst, is digging into the nitty-gritty. Uh, we're sitting here floundering around in the offseason waiting for... preseason to start I mean it's just it's a grind so we would love to have somebody to tell us what is going on with our Los Angeles Rams and what we can have to look forward to that will make up for what that was last year
2: yeah you know what's so interesting about it is the Rams they're a team that are I feel like they're a tough team to have a handle on for this year You know, obviously, last year was massively disappointing, all the injuries, everything that happened. And I look at the Rams, and I I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys are season ticket holders or if you got the letter from Kevin Demoff, but I'm assuming you've at least read it, right? Where (laughs) he more or less said, to paraphrase, like, kind of always knew there'd be some a transition a little bit after we went as aggressively as we did to win that Super Bowl. Yeah. But yet, I'm not sure they're really doing it. You know, it's not like they went out and sold high on all their guys like Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald. I mean, those guys are still there. I mean, they still have guys that are premier players at their position in Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah. Two years ago, arguably the best offensive player and best defensive player in the entire league, and it's why the Rams won the Super Bowl, and uh, as big a reason as any. The question is, do they have enough around those guys to be competitive again in a really tough division? Yeah, You know, San Francisco is still going to be good. Yep. I think Seattle's still going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting, there's a lot of people out there that will tell you that the Rams tried to move Matthew Stafford this offseason. Yeah. Uh they, you know, there's concerns about at least for me about his injury and then obviously he's got this uh this huge financial number. It didn't happen. He's there. So I guess we're going to see how good McVay is. My my guess, guys, is that they'll be somewhere in between what they were last year and what they were the year before. I think that's probably a reasonable expectation. Now, is that winning seven games and still being disappointed? Is that winning nine games, maybe 10? Maybe they get in the playoffs? That's what we're about to find out. I think we're going to find out just how good Sean McVay really is.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned the names of of Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup and these these elite players, and I do think we have an elite coach. I think as a as a fan, we you know we've talked about it on this podcast before that that is that's sort of the one thing that we feel like oh well at least we got Sean McVay man that's that's you know this this we love that guy here obviously, um, but I think much to your point it's it's how are the other pieces going to add up. And, you know, we just had a draft and we, we, we got all these young guys and we're really promoting these, these young people. Did, how, how closely did you follow the Rams draft picks? Do you feel like there's going to be any immediate impact there? Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, so the one thing I don't think they get enough credit for is how well they have drafted the last few years. You know, everybody always says F them picks and the Rams have traded a lot of their first round picks. Well, you know what? I mean, a lot of those first-round picks, those are fully guaranteed four-year deals for guys that are unproven. I kind of like the fact that the Rams were zigging while everybody else was zagging. And they had a lot of people that came out of nowhere to play winning championship football with them. Nick Scott, you know, at safety. Maybe not the best example since he's not there anymore. (laughs) But um, they've drafted, I think, better than they get credit for when you look at some of their later round picks, a Jordan Fuller, who's turned out to be a good player, you know, Brian Allen at center. I mean, they've had more guys like that than you realize over the years. And that's really going to be this what they need the next couple of years. I mean, with as much as Aaron Donald makes and with the cap issues that they have, they need a bunch of these young guys that they've drafted this year, that they'll draft next year. They need a bunch of those guys to be able to play at at a winning level early on in their career, the next couple of years, Ross, I,
0: I'm curious from your perspective because you're not somebody that's closely associated with the Rams, so you're you're back a little bit. You've been with a number of teams, and uh, and and it's interesting because the Rams had a history here, and then they uh, moved away. They became very much a part of St. Louis, and you know won a championship there. And since they've been back, I don't know. Th- how much the area has really embraced them, except of course when they're winning. What is your perception, uh, kind of a mac on a on a macro level of how how the Rams are perceived in the league right now? It, it, are they? Are I mean, is McVeigh getting credit for being the kind of coach that we think he is? I mean, obviously there is they 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 lost a lot to get that Super Bowl. And I think for fans, it was like, to us, that was worth it. What the repercussions have for that are, we, we won't really know for a while. But from your perspective, what's the league's pers- thoughts about what the Rams are now and, and what their future is in this
2: league? Yeah, I think, um, well, I think, number one, the league thinks that the Rams went all in to win a Super Bowl And that it worked, but it was a big risk and they very easily could not have won it, but it worked, but now they're facing the other side of paying those big contracts, giving up the money they did and the draft choices they did for Jalen Ramsey and and Stafford and all these guys. So I think that's the perception is that the Rams are kind of rebuilding. I, I think the perception is, The Rams are rebuilding, but it doesn't feel like they're going all the way in to rebuild, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It feels like more of like a restructure, and I think that's because they have Aaron Donald. They have Cooper Cup, but they don't feel like they're a championship contender. And so then you have to start to wonder, well, then how long is Donald going to play? You know, How long is Matthew Stafford going to play? How long do the Rams want Matthew Stafford to be there? So that's the perception. I do think McVay – is thought of as a really good coach. Top 10 coach in the NFL for sure. But there's no question that last year took some of the shine off of his resume. I mean, up until last year, he was like boy wonder. He was fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. He had the best, what, first four or five years probably of any NFL coach ever. But then last year, that counts. I mean, he was head coach for all the games last year. That counts. And I think most people think that they'll be lucky if they get back to 500 again this year. So it's a great opportunity for McVeigh to get them above 500, 9 or 10 wins, maybe more, and, and show just how good he is. In terms of the perception of the fans, uh, I think people are still skeptical of professional football fandom in Los Angeles. Yep. And I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> – you know, your fault because there was no team there for 20 years. Our fault um, personally, the yes, this podcast. The it is. It, it is. is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I think I think what well, I guess what I would say about that. And by the way, you guys are way ahead of the Chargers. Um, this is true. Never <laughs> made you. any sense to me nope. to move two teams back at the same time. Yeah. I'll never understand that as long as I live. Yeah, same. barely and, a demand for one team. Really, really, um, put both franchises kind of in a bad spot yeah. by doing it that way.
1: Yeah, now we're now we're competing for a fan base against each other instead of having uh, the the opportunity for some you're kind
2: competing of competing for a pre-existingly not a, a, a non-existent yep. fan base. Yeah, right. so exactly. you're basically starting two fan bases from scratch. It's really, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they had their reasons, but even, even in a
0: championship year, we were, we were having issues with not enough Rams fans in the building, you know, and and other teams that traveled where, well, uh, basically being the majority of the state of SoFi state. And and you know what people will
2: say, people will say that it'll take time and it doesn't happen overnight. And look, I got a lot of buddies that live out there. They're from Chicago. They're from Detroit. They're Lions fans. You know, what I mean, they're they're Bears fans. So it's <laughs> right. gonna take a yep. uh, it's gonna take a new generation <laughs> to build it. But I don't know that I really buy that, right? Because, like, when the Houston Texans got a team, stadium was packed right away. Mm. When the Carolina Panthers and Jacksonville Jaguars got teams. They all sold out season tickets right away. Stadium was packed right away with Panthers fans, with yeah. Jaguars fans. That's not the case with the LA teams. And so you can't really make, that's not a good argument to me because we've seen a bunch of other expansion teams that right away sold out with their home team fans wearing their home team colors.
1: Yeah, being born and raised in LA, you know, it it it, it actually pains me to say this, but LA is a market where you have to really earn the fandom. and it's it's um, it's not easy to do. We are we have a short attention span here. We're like goldfishes, you know, we we want we want winning now. And if we're not winning now, we're we're going to check out. I will say it was it was the Super Bowl winning season for the Rams. It was really a nice thing to see young kids wearing Cooper Cup jerseys and Aaron Donald jerseys and that is what gave me hope for okay this we might be building something here but then when you follow that up with a 5 and 12 season it it's it you know kills a little bit of that luster by the way you mentioned uh that we may get a 500 season or just above 500 we are going to throw a parade if that happens i'm telling you right <laughs> now we're going to be very excited um you know Ross I, I didn't get a chance and this is this is how we do it on welcome to the bandwagons we save the intro until Kind of near the end of the interview, but you did. You know, I didn't get to mention that you played seven years as an offensive lineman with the the Cowboys, the Bills, the Browns, the Patriots, and the Washington football team that once had a different name. Played for Princeton. You are a man who has spent a lot of time on a football field. Um, you know, I'd love to know about that experience, but I'd also really love to know, growing up, who was your team? What was your fan experience like? Um, did, did, what was what? Who were you?
0: Got to be the Eagles, with? right? You. I mean, you're, Eagles? you're working with the Eagles right now, aren't you?
2: Yeah, diehard Eagles. I grew up outside of Philadelphia, so diehard Philly four for four. Flyers, Philly, Sixers, Eagles. Right. Um, huge Eagles fan, which is always weird, then, right? Because I played for at the time, at least the Redskins, the Cowboys, in the same division against the Eagles. Yeah. And then you mentioned some of the other teams, so um, it's kind of funny. It's kind of come full circle because now I live back in the area close to where I'm from and I do the Eagles preseason games on television. I do their pregame on the radio. And so uh, it's kind of hard not to get start to feel that again. Right. Like, I, obviously, when I was a player, I was like trying to kill the Eagles and I never <laughs> really liked it that they didn't want me, you know, when I was a player. Right. Um, but you get more and more removed from that. And the, the people that were there then aren't there now and the people that were making those decisions. So uh, it's cool. It's really cool. Because even though I'm a broadcaster and I got all these podcasts and I do all these college games for CBS or NFL games on the radio, growing up around here, you know, it wasn't until people saw me on the Eagles preseason games that they were like, dude, you're really good. It was so fun. I was watching the Eagles game and it was you. It's like, yeah, man, I've been doing this for 10 years. But (laughs) until you're doing the Eagles game, they don't care.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ross, uh, since uh, I am really hungry and uh, you have spent uh, your NFL career on the O line, and so you you know, big, hefty guys up there up front, I have to ask you about food. So, quick questions. Um, best cheesesteak in Philly, name the place. Go. First one off the top of your head.
2: Oh, man. That's Come a on. really, really tough one. Oh, I will tell no. you this much. It's it's not Pat's or Geno's. Those are ah. like the tourist places. Right, right. Everybody has their like favorite local place, but it's not Pat's or Geno's. Uh,
0: okay, so so you're not going to plug anyone in particular. All right. Uh, so at various times, she played in Dallas, Buffalo, uh, Cleveland, uh, New, England, New England, Boston, Washington, D.C. Yep. Uh, so, which of those is outside of Philly? Which of those is the best food town when you're having to <laughs> to live?
2: Right? Oh, okay. I, my favorite experience as a player uh, was Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, nice. um, in terms of food, they all kind of have their own dynamic, um, and they all we had good restaurants at each place. I like to go. I think I might go. Like I'm from. Outside of Philly, like it's called Redding, Pennsylvania. I think I might go Buffalo because I love the wings. I love the chicken fries. I love the pizza. I love the Labatt Blue. Like that's (laughs) more my speed.
0: I was hoping you'd say that because that sounds right. And that's also exactly what I'm
2: (laughs) I'm (laughs) saying. You
1: just (laughs) just described Larry Morgan's lunch right now. So that's good. That's (laughs) a win win right there. That's fantastic yeah, and I can only imagine Buffalo just just something about the you know being way up north and being just, just the that fan base must have just been incredible to be uh, to be playing for.
2: It's awesome. Well, also, like um we all kind of hung out together, you know, in the other cities, some guys lived in Boston, some guys lived closer to Providence. Uh, uh-huh. d c guys lived all over the place, Dallas lived, and guys did different things. Buffalo, there's not as much to do. so, we kind of all hung out together and we went to a dive bar, or we would go to like Drew Bledsoe's house and he had a couple of kegs of beer and it was just <laughs> awesome. It was like college, except some of us were married or had serious co- and and we had money. It was great. <laughs> Man, I want to be in the NFL. That sounds and, fun. And their fans are so awesome and so appreciative. Yeah. It's uh it's incredible. Oh, wonderful.
0: Hey Ross, can you tell us real quick about uh, Go Big Recruiting? Because uh, I I think this is a a great concept, and uh, I saw it mentioned in your bio here. And uh, speaking of of college and and high school sports, can you give us a quick nutshell on what that is? Because I love this.
2: Yeah, sure. I started it my last year uh, actually as a as a player in the NFL. Because back in the day, you had to send out a VHS tape or a DVD to a college, and I just thought. Well, that shouldn't be that way anymore. You should be able to do it online. So we've been around since 2007. My last year as a player, and it's cool. You can send your video and information to colleges online. And the key is you actually know when they check you out. Back in the day, when you sent out DVD or VHS, you didn't know. And even now, kids have video links, but they just email them or they post on social media. And they still don't know whether or not it's been viewed or not. Whereas now you do know when it's been viewed, so um, that's kind of the secret sauce. It's only five dollars per college interview, but you actually know that they got it and when they watch it.
1: Yeah, Ross, you figured out back in two thousand seven that the future is now, and that we have technology to make these things a little more streamlined. So, bravo, bravo to you! And what a what a great uh, what a great sounding. Uh, um, uh, uh, thing that you put together there, um, you know, you've been so uh, gracious with your time. We appreciate it very much. You know, we we want to make sure Larry Morgan doesn't get too grumpy and, and get him fed, and we want to be respectful of your time. But uh, <laughs> you know, any any last minute things that you want to plug? Uh, where can people find you? Where can they listen to you? Uh, w- w- tell us all about Ross Tucker.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Um, you can always check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. I think I'm on every platform there is, even that new thing. Threads. You're on the threads. Um, I have a podcast network. It's the Ross Tucker football podcast network. So I do a daily show, Ross Tucker football podcast, 30 minutes or less, making sure you know everything going on around the NFL. I got a fantasy show, the fantasy feast, which is weekly. I probably have the most popular betting show out there. It's the even money betting podcast. If you're in a college football or the NFL draft, I have the college draft podcast. So big network there. The key is just check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker pod. And you'll see when we post these shows, you can see the highlight clips of the show. See if it's something you might be interested in checking out.
1: Great, yeah. Ross, man. You've been wonderful. You have been. We appreciate your time. Appreciate your knowledge. We appreciate your food expertise and, um, and we'll be, uh, we'll be following along and, uh, and we, 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 we can't thank you enough.
2: Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Take care. All right. You too, Ross. Bye-bye. Thank you.
0: At Ross Tucker, NFL, good dude, uh, great answers. Um, and, you know, from a, a perspective that's not a fan of the Rams, uh, you know, generally optimistic, but uh, I think the question marks are valid about what he's saying. You know, you and I can sit here and be the perennial Pollyannas of podcasting yeah. uh, with high hopes, yeah. but he's he's kind of given a big shrug right now, which is there are a lot of things we just don't know. And it's interesting that he keyed in on how good is McVeigh going to be? Because this yeah. is a situation where a, an innovative coach who is not set in his ways is going to have to dig in and find some creative ways to win with a team that is he said it rebuilding that has question marks that has maturing players as well as up and comers. Mm -hmm. And as the season goes on, it's going to be how, 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 how really smart is McVay and his staff to utilize his people in the best way possible? Because you, you can't, there is no way to rubber stamp what we did previous season to win a championship. It's going to have to come from a, a, a lot of, you know, new new thinking about uh, how how we're going to use even our star players. So, um, yeah. very interesting stuff. So, yeah, yeah. he, I mean, he oh.
1: really he, he really helped me to see that i, I I'm going to continue to love Sean McVay, but I really love the way that he set up. Like, I think this is the season of like, let's see what Sean McVay really has. This is, yeah, you know, we we didn't think last year would be a test. We thought last year would be he's going to keep rolling, and and so here you go, adversity hit. We got we got young guys. You got you got uh equations to work with here. Let's see what he does. And and I think yeah. he's I think Ross was fair to him and I don't think he was saying that Sean McVay isn't going to be able to do it. He was saying, "Let's see." And so that'll be a fun little storyline for for us and, and all Rams fans to be paying attention to this year.
0: Yeah, I d- I don't think anybody can look at last season and say that it was a failure because of Sean McVay not stepping up. I think yeah. they did the best with what they had considering how ravaged at one point our, our lineup was and and what few resources we had to go get anybody to to shore it up. Um, you know, so uh, yes, so this will be the real test. I mean, I think, you know, uh, NFL and especially in Los Angeles, people will be very quick to start to point to McVeigh if we can't have yeah. an over 500 season, yeah. uh, if we can't improve remarkably so you know i don't think anybody has any expectations even for us sitting here with rose-colored glasses on or 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 powder blue colored glasses whatever you want to call them (laughs) um i don't think we expect to win the division out of hand uh but if we can improve to over 500 and be competitive uh, for a playoff spot that's that's a big win. That's a that's a big bounce back from what was very disappointing. So,
1: I'm telling um, you, Larry, I was at the Super Bowl parade. I was there for our station, K Earth 101. I was getting social media. We were marching down the street at, near the Coliseum, and um. And the party for for a uh, for a over five hundred season is going to be even bigger than that. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to be even drunker than I was for that one. So well, you're
0: just looking for any excuse to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Hey, look! They
0: introduced a new uniform. <laughs> Crack! Glug glug glug. Tell yeah. me about
1: it. What do you think?
0: Yeah. <laughs> By the um, way, uh, the intervention episode for Kevin is coming up <laughs> later on this season. That's a tease right now.
1: <laughs> it's gonna.
0: Hey, <laughs> Kevin gets on. And says, hey, why are there a whole bunch of people on this podcast today? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all righty then. Well, that's that's good stuff right there. Uh yeah, it was. I was talking fun. to Ross. Yeah, even though that was a he, lot of he, fun. he barely had the patience to put up with us.
1: Uh, no, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he is never coming back again, that's for sure. No, but, uh, no. <laughs> we will, we'll
0: ne- you'll notice we've never had a repeat guest from anybody <laughs> we've ever had on. Uh, but uh, we'll, steep, yeah, we'll keep chugging away here. Thank you so much for sure. joining us. Welcome to the bandwagon uh, here for you on the Odyssey app. Absolutely free. Uh, go ahead and you know favorite that or however that, that thing works. Follow us on the Odyssey app or Anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, feel free to recommend us to friends or any other Rams fans or anybody looking for a team to root for. This is the perfect place to jump on. There's, There's tons of room on this bandwagon, and we would love to have you here every week, twice a week once we get into the season, which we are edging ever closer to as we speak. Yeah, not fast enough, though. Yeah,
1: not fast enough. You know what else isn't happening fast enough is you getting some wings in your belly and some Labatt it, Blue. That's uh, just, I know that. He, <laughs> he, yeah, he,
0: it, Ross mentioned way too many foods, and I knew I was doing that to myself, but I, it helped me narrow down what today's menu was going to be. There you go. I, I, Actually, it's fine, because as he was talking, I was literally typing into Postmates, just every (laughs) suggestion he made. So I have about $90 worth of of pizza wings and beer showing up. Too bad you're not here, Kevin. I'll,
1: I'll be over in a minute. I'm on my way. All right. Head on back. Welcome to the bandwagon.